Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today's show is sponsored by Social Media Marketing World 2019. I'll share a little bit about how you can get some behind-the-scenes information about how we do all that a little later in today's show. Today, I'll be joined by Ollie Bilson, and we're going to explore how to sell with Facebook lead ads in a very unconventional way. You're definitely going to want to listen and pay attention to this podcast. By the way, if you want to reach me, email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And now for this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. Today I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool tool for all those people searching new sources for content curation. It's called Zest. Zest By the way, this is kind of important because you don't find content on Facebook anymore, right? No, no, exactly. Yeah, that's one of the things that is is almost very hard to find. And and in fact, because of the algorithms, you almost never see like people sharing content anymore, strangely enough. Right. But that's why we need these these systems. Like we've covered a couple of other tools like this in the past, but this is a new one. It's been around for a little while, but it's called Zest, Z-E-S-T. And it is content curated in a very cool way where it is upvoted and um, you know picked and submitted by marketers. It is specifically marketing content. Interesting. So tips, tricks, how-tos, you know, the stuff the stuff that you would find at socialmediaexaminer.com and yet it's categorically sorted. You can sort it by the latest stuff, you can sort it by uh, the amount of clicks that the content has gotten on Zest or the amount of shares that it's gotten on Zest. You can even sort it by video or audio content as well. Huh. Is it almost like Dig was in the olden days, but just for marketing? That's that's exactly where I was going to go because I was trying to figure out what it was making me think of, and it's very much like Dig, but for social media marketing or marketing specifically. So is it Um, an app or a website or what is it? It's a website. So yeah, you go to zest.is and it's easy enough to use. You just go there and you can create an account if you want to, you know, get everything set up and right for you. But you can also kind of tweak it a little bit here and there. Again, there's different tags. So you can tag things like, I'll just go alphabetically for a second. There's like affiliate marketing, there's B2B, B2C, there's blogging, branding. Social media marketing probably isn't Exactly. Yeah. So you just go down the list and you can check or uncheck the um, tags that you're interested in and kind of curate your own uh, curated feed. I mean, the the content in there is curated. And then, uh, again, due to popularity or things like that, uh, different factors like that. But also there's different modes that you can explore it in. There's an explore mode. There's a tile mode. There's a news mode. So you can change it up and make it look like just the headlines or make it almost look like you're surfing Pinterest huh. with the way the images come up or explore mode, which is kind of a mixture of both. Presumably it's free, right? It is free. Yes. And it's, I mean, I'm actually starting to like this a whole lot and, and, and really focusing in on specific uh, topics. Like this is something where 
when I'm looking for some marketing information on a specific topic, uh, other than social media examiner, because I do read our articles, I'll come here and take a look through the different categories. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. I mentioned a little earlier that um, there's a way for you to kind of see how we do what we do behind the scenes from a marketing perspective to prepare and get ready for Social Media Marketing World 2019. And the way that you can do that is by watching our video documentary series. And it is really, really good. Um, I'm a little biased because I'm the central character, but it's a short, (laughs) about seven minute weekly episodic show that shows the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the struggles that we take on as a marketing department on our mission to try to grow our conference. And for those of you that are familiar with season one, many tens of thousands of you have watched that and love that show. This is season two of the journey. And trust me, you do not need to go back and watch season one. All you got to do is catch the latest episodes. And you can do that by simply visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash journey. Again, socialmediaexaminer.com slash journey. There is no selling. This is pure behind the scenes documentary content. I know you'll love it socialmediaexaminer.com slash journey. When you're done listening to today's podcast, be sure to check it out. I'll remind you a little bit later in the show. All right. Now for today's expert interview with Ollie Bilson. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Ollie Bilson. If you don't know who Ollie is, he is a business growth expert who specializes in direct response and marketing automation. He's also co-host of the Path to Purchase podcast and founder of a course called Next Level Growth. Ali, welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Super excited to have you. So today, we're going to talk about how to sell using Facebook lead ads in some unconventional ways that many people probably aren't familiar with. But before we get to all that, I would love to hear your story. Uh, Start wherever you want. And, you know, the real question is, how in the world did you end up doing Facebook ads? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I kind of got a bit of an interesting uh, backstory. Well, first of all, for those of you who can't already tell, I'm from the UK, albeit I spend a lot of time in uh, in the States, of course, and in Canada and other parts of the world. Um, I do actually live here in the UK. And um, my uh, journey began at the tender age of 15 years old. Uh, that was my uh, first start into running my own business uh, back then. And um, I'm probably one of the most unemployable people ever because um, I've never, ever worked for anybody since that day. Um, so I'm not sure if I should be What happened on that day? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Well, I did the kind of the bit of the precursor to starting that business was from an early age, I was a a high performance uh, tennis player. I'd kind of played all around the world. I got to quite high standard and kind of did a lot very, very young, but kind of fell out of love with playing tennis. And I needed something to kind of channel my energy to. And my dad was kind of in business at that time. And I'd always looked up to him and what he was doing. And I was like, well, 
my dad's always been saying, you know, follow your passion and this kind of stuff. And so I was really into um, computers. And so I got into building custom built computers. And not too long into doing that, I found myself in a weird but cool situation of exporting computers to the Far East from the UK, um, like 15 years old. So that was like quite an interesting uh, experience, that's for sure. And then somewhere along the line, you kind of fell into Facebook ads. Tell us more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So from the age of 15, I'd kind of got the bug for um, building businesses and um, um, doing all of that good stuff. But I kind of built several businesses um, up to about 2003, um, you know, fairly kind of organically and through the main kind of mainstream methods of other kind of media. And then in 2003, we started uh, getting into doing paid advertising with Google AdWords. And, um, you know, back then it was a completely kind of, it was like the wild west, I suppose, you know, it was really new. Um, you know, PPC was new and, and obviously that's how Google were monetizing things. And we just had some amazing results, um, as did a lot of people back then. And they built huge lists and, you know, got cheap leads and cheap customers. Um, and it was all good. And, and then, um, you know, as everybody should, they, you know, you shouldn't just rely on one kind of traffic source. And, and so when, um, you know, some years later when Facebook then brought out their advertising platform, I was like, this is the next kind of big opportunity for us to not stop what we were doing with AdWords, albeit the cost was kind of getting higher at that time, but, you know, diversify into another traffic channel that wasn't so intent based. Obviously Google's really intent based with search and and Facebook was kind of more like display advertising. We were kind of interrupting people. And I just saw it as a huge opportunity to kind of dial into all the demographic and psychographic stuff that we could target people with. And um, kind of uh, that's how we got into Facebook advertising right, right from what the year was stages. That? Really. What year would you say that was? Oh, God. Um, it's probably about seven, maybe eight years ago now. They're all thereabouts. And now, yeah. what, now what are you doing? Yeah, so um, I spend most of my time now um, in uh, the capacity of uh, nextlevelbusiness.com, uh, where we uh, we kind of have an e-learning platform uh, for helping other entrepreneurs and business owners grow uh, their businesses uh, beyond sort of seven figures. Established business owners that are looking to grow their business, and um, for some time um, I've been running an agency called Oliver Bilson, and we've worked with you know, lots and lots of different people in, in the, the kind of guru space, I suppose, from like Dan Kennedy and GKIC uh, to um, Mike Koenigs, Wiki Reports, plus this, Infusionsoft, and actually doing marketing and consulting for those people. So we kind of wrapped everything we were doing up in the agency and put it into an online e-learning platform with Next Level Business. Perfect. Well, that's a great setup for my next question. Um, today, marketers are really in the business of selling things direct selling, if you will. And um, I'm curious, why are so many marketers from your perspective struggling to sell? Well, I think part of it is that if they need, if their um, process, if their sales process relies upon somebody to actually um, have a conversation with somebody in order to make a sale, um, then that can 
throw people off because they focus their attention on creating a funnel with Facebook um, that doesn't necessarily begin with the end in mind, uh, meaning they're not necessarily uh, able to create a funnel where they're collecting contact information uh, that they can open up those channels to actually have a conversation with people. That's something that usually happens further down the line, further uh, down the funnel. And uh, they focus all their time at the top of the funnel, driving activity. They may be generating leads, but kind of get disenchanted with those leads not really converting into prospects, those prospects not converting into good quality conversations, and those conversations not converting into sales. I think you hit on something um, that I might want to just wax poetic on for a second here, which is that marketers aren't used to talking to people. Um, if you think about the true traditional sense of marketing, you don't actually talk to people. That's sales job. <laughs> That's the job of the sales department, right? right? So the job right. of marketing is to get awareness and to um, get the brand to be known and put advertisements out there and some sort of a broadcasting medium. And even online, of course, right? Um, same thing with Google, right? It's about driving traffic or getting exposure for the brand and so on and so forth. But the idea of getting a marketer to actually talk to a human <laughs> and, and get them to actually sell something. Well, that's that job of the people over there that do sales. And now that almost everything is sold online, I think we are losing a little bit of the human touch. And um, I don't know. I just think there's something in there that, that, that you're onto something because not every product is an impulse buy, right? There are plenty of products that require people to talk to people and talk things out. Yeah, and we've definitely found that even in instances where people had actually had an automated end-to-end -end marketing sales funnel that was working with Facebook ads, have actually found that the the way that uh, that we go about doing this, and I'll, I'll, I'll be explaining and unraveling this framework a little more here, is... Um, a lot more profitable. There's a lot more side benefits to doing this in the way that I'm going to explain rather than actually having an automated sales process. And just for some things, as you know, just some things just don't dovetail very well without actually having to have those conversations anyway. Um, and so when you can and when you can do it affordably, predictably and profitably, most importantly of all, then you should definitely be leveraging some of the things we're going to talk about. Perfect. So zooming in on Facebook ads, um, how is the best way to sell using Facebook ads? Well, we find that um, <clears throat> where most people are focusing on driving traffic uh, off-site from Facebook, they're using a, an, a, an advertising objective inside of Facebook called conversions, um, which is great if you're trying to send people to a landing page, offer something of value, and then collect their information, capture it, and so on and so forth, and bring them into your marketing funnel. Um, what we find is we use a, an advertising objective called Facebook lead ads, um, which you know most people who are probably listening to us have heard of that, but most people don't actually use it in the way that I will explain here, because it kind of defies conventional wisdom and popular belief, because we actually want to get their phone number. So we actually want to get their mobile phone number. And the reason why Facebook lead ads is so effective for that with Facebook here is because the, the fact that the platform holds so much user data means the 
information that you've already provided to Facebook on you as a user, mobile phone number is one of those things that you've given, most people have given as a security mechanism. So um, as every... So you know it's legit. You know, it's, not a, it's not a bad number, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, and the thing that I just want to kind of uh, get clear here with people is, you know, I, I speak to a lot of people and I always have this term, which is it's not what you do, it's the way you do it that counts. And what I mean by that in this particular example is some people might say, but Ollie, I tried Facebook lead ads in the past and it didn't work. Well, that might be because of the fact you were relying upon email being collected. And we still do, but how often do people change their email account? A lot more than they change their phone number. And I'm betting that the email that you signed up to with Facebook with probably isn't one you even use anymore. I know it's definitely not for me. You might have signed up with a Hotmail or Gmail account that's not even your primary thing. So might even be 10 years old, right? <laughs> might even be one you don't exactly. even check anymore. <laughs> Yeah. So if you're kind of like, okay, cool, I actually need to sell using Facebook, which is what we're talking about here, then collecting kind of the email address is kind of secondary to getting the phone number. And so that's the reason why with Facebook lead ads that provide this situation where we can pre-populate a lot of that data that Facebook already has, that really takes the friction out of the process. It's going to pre-fill and give us the ability to collect the phone number up front, um, which is great for us. Us. And then the next thing we need to start thinking about is, well, now we're collecting the right information. How do we like follow on the conversation with them? Because we don't want to just be calling all of these leads from Facebook because we know that's not going to work. I'm glad you said that because I'm sure what was going through people's minds is like, okay, I'm not sure why I want the phone number because there's no way I'm going to call those people because there's no way they're going to necessarily answer the phone. So, um, so maybe you should talk a little bit about what in the world you can do with that phone number that maybe people aren't thinking about. Sure. So I think one of the, the biggest things with sales, especially when it comes to you know direct sales and, and bringing people through to have a conversation with you, you only want to deal with qualified people. Um, I don't know any salesperson, sales rep or entrepreneur, even if, if you're the person, maybe the business owner who has these conversations, who doesn't want to get on with somebody that doesn't have a propensity to buy, doesn't know what you offer, doesn't know how much it costs and all the other things that are a real problem. I'm sure we've all got on those kind of sales calls before and being like, God, you know, obviously I, my marketing didn't do a very good job here because I'm dealing with somebody who's clearly not ready. What we want to do with this process and the reason why it works so well is because we want to create a situation where we are educating, providing information in advance, and then we're putting some um, some hoops forwards for people to jump through. So we're only dealing with the most qualified people. So um, do you want me to break that kind of process down for you, Michael? Yeah, go and, for it. And kind of share with it. you each, yeah. each step. So, yeah. um, so obviously we've kind of discussed the first part, which is, well, what do we, what's the mechanism we're using to get their phone number in the first place and getting the right contact information? And that is, of course, Facebook lead ads. Now, the question, of course, comes, well, what does the, what's like where the advert ad is concerned, like what they actually see in their news feed, what is it that we want to promote? And for this example, one of the things that we find that works really well for this particular type of thing that we're talking about is actually offering some kind of free video. Now, um, that could be a case study. It could even be a demo. We've used this even with software companies as well um, in the SaaS space. Uh, but um, 
some kind of value-added video that you can give, a value video of some sorts. That's what you really want to po- promise in exchange for their contact information. So that's the, really the first part of this, the ad promising a video. The second part is collecting the information with the lead ad. Um, but there is one key thing on the lead ad that I must mention to you, and that is we want to ask them what's called a custom question, which is part of a, a lead ad where you can you can set this up with inside of Facebook. And the question that we want to get them to uh, answer is, can we instantly text you a link to the video? Okay, I'll just mention that again. Can we instantly text you a link to the video? And there's only two, it's like binary. There's only two things that somebody can say to that inside of that lead ad form. One is yes, or one is no. Now, the- Does it show up as a button? Just for people that have never seen one of these, kind of describe what it looks like. Yeah, so it's if you're familiar with a radio button, which is you know you're either clicking one thing or the other, um, they will have um, the. Is it, a, in fact, it. it's actually a drop down. I actually think it's a drop. Can down. you make it you required a required field, or is it optional, or how's that? It's work? all required. Yeah, all of these fields are required. So we ask for first name because we want to personalize the follow up. Uh, we ask for email because we want to collect that as a secondary follow-up mechanism anyway, albeit it might not be as accurate as phone number. We want to collect mobile phone number and then the custom question, which is a, a drop-down in the lead ad there, which says, can we instantly text you a link to the video? Okay, real quick question, um, real quick question before you go on. Yeah. So presumably it's pre-populating whatever it can other than, right, Correct. it yep. knows your name, it knows your email, it knows your phone number. So it's just going to auto-fill that, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, it's a really simple process for it to pre-populate everything for you. Okay, cool. Keep going. So we've asked that question, may we, can we text you immediately with whatever the offer is, right? Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um, Because Facebook allows us to only target people on certain devices, when you set up an ad usually with Facebook, you've got an option to target people it basically have automatic placements and automatic devices set. So, you know, you can have it so that Facebook can just deliver to any device, mobile or desktop. Now, for this particular funnel to work very effectively, what we want to do is make sure we're only targeting people on their mobile device. And there's a very good reason why we're doing that. So at the in the ad itself, at the ad set level, we're only going to target people if they are on their mobile device okay now the reason why we do that is because we create this congruency between the response mechanism and the delivery mechanism meaning if we know that they're on their mobile phone and we're asking them to can we text you a link to the video through text then that means we're going to get a much higher rate of people that say, yes, text me a link through uh, because I already know I'm on a mobile device and we know we're only targeting people on a mobile device. So that's the reason why about 85% of people will say, yes, you can text me a link. Now, that then provides a, a, a great situation for us to be in because not only have we collected the right information the uh, the sign up to that has been very frictionless for them. They're on a mobile device because we're only targeting them on a mobile. We're getting their 
their phone number, about 85% of people are saying we can text them. And now we're like navigating the inbox. We're now not, you know, spitting them off to their inbox to go and read an email. We're delivering it to them in the most convenient way possible because we already know that they're on their mobile device. And of course, I mean, I don't know about what, what you would say, but I mean, for me, what's the open rate on a text message? It's like neon, like 100%, right? Compared to an email where, you know, you opt in for things all the time. I don't know about you, Michael, but like I opt in for PDFs and videos and webinar registrations and anything that catches my eye, which is cool, but it doesn't necessarily boil things up to sales, right? Um, and so really what we're trying to do here is be... Uh, consider all of these things so we can open up channels of communication that we're going to need in the pro sales process. Um, and now we can actually think about how we're actually going to sell to people before we actually go to lead generate, which is one of the biggest problems because most people figure out how they're going to generate leads instead of worrying about how they're actually going to sell to them. So, what we now have is like we've got their phone number, which all of that information gets synced and passed across into our CRM system. So if you use Infusionsoft, Entreport, Active Campaign, all of that stuff, um, that will all the contact information will go into the campaign in your CRM and autoresponder system. Then that will then begin begin delivering the text message to get them to go and watch uh, the video that you've promised in the ad. Now, I know some people listening right now are like, why phone number over messenger? What's your, what's your reaction to that? Well, I think part of it is um, convenience for sure that, it, you know, if I want to deliver a, a video, like a case study video, um, the way that we have this set up is actually two videos, which I'll just go a little deeper into in a few moments, which kind of may answer part of this. Um, but I also want to slow them down in the sales process. Remember, what we want to do here is we want to deal with the most qualified people. So actually, where most people and most marketers talk about speeding people, people up and trying to get people from A to B as fast as possible or A to B to C as fast as fast as possible. What we want to try and do here is slow people down in the process, make it convenient for them, but put them through some hoops so that we can um, instill some of that commitment and consistency, get them to make some micro commitments towards us. And I think if you were doing that with Messenger, um, I've got a little hack which I'll share with you in a few seconds. But um, I think that there is, um, you know, we, we want to kind of take them away and take their attention away from Facebook, get them into a text message to then get them onto a page where we can have their full focus and full attention. Well, and I think there's another um, angle here, Ollie, as well, which is that uh, Messenger has rules about how many times you can communicate with them and then eventually they will not allow you to do it anymore because you could break the rules and be out of compliance with Facebook where, and, and and I don't know of anybody who cold calls people on Messenger if you really wanted to pick up the phone. Exactly. Having exactly. their phone number is something that's ubiquitous whether they end up leaving Messenger or not, they're always going to have their phone number, right? Absolutely. But what you have picked up on is something that is... Um, is very possible when we're collecting the information from the lead ad and we're collecting that name, we're collecting email and we're collecting phone number. Um, 
if you um, do use Messenger, you can on the thank you page actually create a ManyChat URL on the, uh, although a lead ad doesn't go to a off-site landing page, it, it stays within side of Facebook, you can actually have a button on the thank you uh, form inside of Facebook that will then subscribe them to ManyChat. That way then what you can do is say, well, now we've subscribed them to Messenger, we've got their email, we've got their phone number. Now you've got an alternative mechanism, an alternative modality to put into your follow-up process if you want to use ManyChat that way, or you've got somebody that's perhaps like a hyper responder that actually wants to speak to somebody, may like what's in your ad, may want that value, but maybe they want to speak to somebody immediately. You can then use that ManyChat URL as like a fallback mechanism or a way to capture people into a chat chat process to then um, have that initial conversation with them if necessary. But I, the focus here is is most certainly for the very reasons you mentioned um, to get their focus, get their attention uh, with their mobile phone through text. So uh, I know you call this the phone funnel framework. Um, what I'd like to do is ask you to give an example, maybe from one of your customers or one of the things you've done for, for yourself. And then I also don't want to forget to ask about what tool fuels the actual SMS message stuff, but start wherever you want to start. Yeah, sure. So um, an example for, um, for this would be so, uh, a business that sells a franchise. Well, a franchise is a high ticket um, sale. Okay, so we have a client that sells a franchise for $25,000. Now, um, one thing's for sure is that, you know, most people may think go down the conventional route of looking at other ways to, um, you know, sell with Facebook, uh, we use the phone funnel framework. So what we do in the ad, we promise a case study video, like the example that I mentioned is best practice. They give us their information and um, we take them, when, they, when we text them a link to go and watch the video, they click that from their mobile device and um, they go to what we call a primer video page. Now, what this is, it's a simple web page with a video on uh, from the, the founder of the franchise. What it actually does, um, again, it slows them down in the process. And all it does is pre-frame what it is that they're about to watch. Because what we don't want to do is we don't want to take people from Facebook and try and you know put them through like a 50-minute video, an information video, or a video sales letter, or, or almost like a webinar, because we're to lose people. Um, we need to kind of whet their appetite more to what they're about to watch um, and um, really then define to them, okay, good. So d basically say, okay, good. Here's your prior positive action. So thanks so much for clicking through to watch this free case study video. Um, and then you've kind of got this cool. So what you're about to discover is, and then in that script, you're basically going to tell them what's in the video. Um, and then if you will say something like, you know, if you're looking to, uh, quit the nine to five, uh, escape the rat race, you know, all the problem pain points and things like that, then, um, this video is definitely for you. So again, you're reaffirming to them that are in the right place. And what a lot of people do, and a lot of people, I see this all the time online with lots of marketers, 
they don't put something in front of the value that they're just about to get. So this primer video is exactly what I call it. You know, it primes them to then watch the main video. It's almost a commercial. Like, it's almost a commercial for the, what they're about to get, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the nice thing is with that as well is because we usually use a face to camera video in the primer video, it gives that more connection uh, to who has just text them as well. Because when we talk about this a little more, we're going to continue that conversation with somebody afterwards. So I like for it to be face to camera. It's only about two to three minutes in length, um, but it just sets up uh, the what we call the main event video. So at the end of that video, you just say, hey, so to go and watch the video now, uh, click the button below. And of course, they'll just click through then to the main event video. Um, and um, when they get there, the thing, the thing is we've done is we've pre-framed how long it's going to be. So you can even say to people, hey, so we've put this together. It's about 25 minutes in length. So they can firewall a bit of that time, you know, and then if they don't come and watch it we know because we track the link from the text message and we know if they watch the primer video or didn't watch the primer video and we've got contingencies to get them back on track and that's absolutely okay but we ultimately want to get them to watch the main event video and i just want to pause for a second and just mention something that's super important the problem with webinars um, especially automated webinars and things like that, is that m when you look at the stats, and we've run millions and millions and millions of dollars with just-in-time webinars and, and things uh, for clients, um, but the fact is, is that people don't buy stuff, people don't make applications, people don't schedule calls or anything like that on a webinar unless they actually consume the webinar. And so the benefit with the phone funnel framework is that we have got their attention and their engagement all through this process that then when they get to the main event video, they're going to actually consume it, which is really important. And they're going to consume it on a device that's you know easy for them to consume it on, one that's congruent with the path that they came on okay, from where they initially um, responded from the ad. So we're just all the way through bringing them through this process. And that's the reason why the, um, the consumption of uh, a main event video, if it's done correctly, uh, can be extremely high in comparison to a, you know, a normal uh, webinar of sorts of that kind of video. So once they've clicked through to the, the main event video, we kind of have a... Um, you know, a kind of usual kind of setup of the main event video, uh, which, you know, for the franchise example, if we talk about that, we would really share with them three or four kind of teaching learning points um, about what it's all about, why, uh, who this is for, who it's not for, why you should listen to uh, to us and so on and so forth. All the stuff that you would usually put in the your, your presentation. And then at the end of that, uh, we find a good segue is to say, you know, you've kind of got two choices. You've listened to what we've got to share. Hopefully you found it valuable. Now you can go away and implement it on your own or B, uh, you can take the next step and make an application to speak to somebody to schedule a call with us so we can talk about your unique situation. And this could be for any business. It could be for a high ticket coaching company or, or, or your own consulting business. It could be for an agency. It could be a SaaS business. It could even be um, a bricks and mortar business. This is really universally applicable uh, to as long as 
you want them to schedule a time with you at some point in your calendar. And what's unique about it is because we know that they're already on their mobile phone, instead of telling them to type in a website or go to a website address to go and schedule with you, or even put in a button on the page, we actually want to slow them down. And we actually want to say to them at the end, hey, if this is for you and you want to take the next step to schedule strategy session, diagnostic call, any of that stuff, just text the word success or go or whatever you want to make as a trigger keyword. And what that does is that we already know they're on the mobile phone. They just go into their messenger, go to the message that they just got from us to get them there in the first place. You said messenger, you mean phone, you mean, you mean like their text message, right? Yeah. Sorry, their text. Yeah. See, make me anglicizing. Um, (laughs) So, um, (laughs) they, uh, they go to their text, they type in the keyword. And again, that's just another little hurdle because we want to deal with the most qualified people, right. they then have an automated conversation, which then sends them a link to schedule with us. Um, and again, slowing them down in that process before them ultimately then scheduling with us. Okay. So is the case of the franchise owner hypothetical or real? No, absolutely real. So what were the results? Talk to us about what, what little yes. you can tell us. How did so, it work? So uh, 2000, these are the results up until the end of 2017. We generated uh, about 12,500 leads from Facebook, cold Facebook traffic. This is, there's no warm, this is all cold Facebook traffic, um, which um, they spent $90,000 on ads, which was about $7 per lead, which is about comparable to what they were doing before with an automated webinar, by the way. So the registration cost was about the same. Cost per lead was $7. That generated 624 phone appointments as a result of the phone funnel framework, which caught, which was at a cost of $144 per appointment. That was the cost of actually getting somebody to schedule in the diary with a rep. Now, the results were that they sold 34 franchises at $25,000, which isn't bad for them. Uh, so the, the cost of acquisition uh, was um, $2,600. Uh, so basically, the 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 long and short of it was this: they spent eight hundred sixty thousand. Sorry, they spent ninety thousand dollars on ads, and they returned eight hundred sixty thousand in revenue, which was a nine and a half times return on cold Facebook ad spend. Wow! Now using uh, the phone funnel framework. And I, do you have to be selling something as expensive as twenty five thousand dollars for this to work? No, um, the lowest price point that we have right now, where this has worked uh, worked very well, has been around a thousand to eleven hundred dollars. That's kind of the lowest point, and really, uh, that's surprising for a lot of people because they're like, "Well, surely we could make an autonomous sale." What we found is that actually, by moving people towards this program, people that didn't have sales people before now have got sales people, um, and um, they're finding that the lead to buyer time is a lot lot shorter than it was when they were trying to do autonomous sales. Um, but this works really well for anybody in that range, uh, for sure. Um, but to be honest, I, I mean, I've, I've talked up and kind of given you those results. I mean, the fact is as well that that company, uh, went from a very, very complicated webinar setup, you know, all the kind of registered, uh, and, and attended, but didn't see offer registered and attended saw offer, but didn't buy, you know, didn't make application 
all of these different things, a lot of difficulty tracking all of these things, a lot of people falling off afterwards, a lot of unqualified calls, a lot of people not consuming the webinar, to the phone funnel framework, which got them a nine times return on Facebook ad spend, much better consumption on the main video. Probably a lot, lot lot less complicated to set up too, I would imagine, right? So, so much less complicated. Yeah, so much less complicated. And uh, for them, they actually went from six franchise coordinators, okay, to just one. Um, so they actually reduced their human interaction in this process as well uh, that they had before because now they were just dealing with much more qualified people. They didn't need all these other people dealing with these prospects, um, which in return, they halved their number of outbound calls that they were doing and they reduced their lead to buyer time by 21 days in the process as well, which is really, really important because um, for any business that needs to have a conversation in order to sell to them, especially when they're doing Facebook ads. And when you crack the advertising and you're generating loads of leads, the next conversation is how do we move people towards having good quality sales conversations? Um, and so with texting people, you can actually now use your sales staff as a, almost like a customer support mechanism, almost like a live chat. Cause when they reply, which people do, you can actually bubble those conversations up through chat to say, Hey, Hey Michael, does it make sense that we jump on a call to talk about this? Hmm. And now they're these these leads are now communicating in a way which they want to be communicated with. Um, it also seems a lot different than receiving emails. Now, if you get emails every day from a company that's trying to sell to you, it feels very different. It feels like you know these people are relentlessly trying to get hold of me, whereas when you're more casually texting people, it feels totally different. And you're more likely to text somebody back, especially if they're asking the right questions. Um, and so let me you ask know, you, let me ask you a quick question, Ali. Um, first yeah, of sure. all, could something like this work for selling, let's say sponsorships at an event like social media marketing world? Could my sales team use this to target people that are wanting to get in front of our audience and ultimately, Absolutely. ultimately use this as a way to kind of get a pipeline going for them? They could, couldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. You could have an ad which is, um, you know, promoting exposure at the event. And the promise in the ad is to um, share with them, you know, a case study or even just a video of the experience of exhibiting that and what other people's experiences were. Um, and then, you know, or even you just tips details. on how to get leads from events or something, right? From events, yeah. And yeah, you've got a huge bucket there that you could be working with. And then they come through, they learn about it. Um, and um, then if it makes sense to them, then you boil them up into, you know, scheduling a call with you. It just makes sense. Um, and then after the fact, after you've generated all these leads, you can have very simple, what we call conversation starters. Now, a conversation starter is something that you typically would say like, hey, it's um, Alsa from Ollie's office. I noticed you watched the video. What did you think of the concept? Or for you, it would be, hey, it's Jamie from Michael's office. Just wanted to reach out to you. What did you think of the video on how to generate leads from events? Mm. Did you have any questions? And it's kind of then they interact. And when they do, you know, we don't want to be scared of like over automating things because a lot of people do that all the time. We want to actually have a human conversation with a human 
and get good quality conversations pulled up for you selling sponsorships at your event, for example, you know? Um, what's the tech that allows us to send the SMS message? Cool. So um, it's uh, pretty simple. Um, if you use Infusionsoft, I've got a very specific prescription for that. Um, it is fix your funnel. Uh, so if it's Infusionsoft, it's fix your funnel. If you don't use Infusionsoft, uh, then you will want to use Yeti text um, as your um, as your that's provider. A, is that a, that's a third-party that. service. Like we use Drip. It's a third-party. So somehow I would yeah. imagine the information would go into that Yeti thing and then perhaps into drip yeah. or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So that connects with a lot of other popular, um, autoresponder services, Got it. um, for you to start firing text messages out of that. Yeah. I mean, I know my team uses Salesforce too, so I would imagine it works with Salesforce. So, okay. So, so far the process is we create an ad that's a lead gen, gen objective, right? Um, and yep. then, and then, I mean, if you want to just go high level through the whole process, go for it. Yeah, sure. So we create the ad, we create the, uh, we target people only on the mobile device. We create um, a lead gen objective, which is a Facebook lead ad. Uh, we collect phone number on there, um, um, and we ask them permission. Uh, if we can text them a link to the video. The permission at that point also grants you permission in the future to continue the conversation through text message as well, which is really important. Um, we send them a text message to a what we call a primer video page where we pre-fame them and future pace what they're about to watch. Um, they then click a link on that page, click a button on that page to go to the main event video, which is going to be about 25 minutes or so in length. Um, it could be 25 to 50 minutes, depending on what you're, you're, you're promoting. And after they've watched that video, we're going to get them to text us a, what we call a trigger keyword so that we can send them a link then to go and schedule with us if they're actually interested. Um, they receive that link through that to their mobile device, obviously, and then we um, we get them scheduled with our team. And uh, interestingly, uh, before the call, because we want them to actually show up to the call, um, all the way down that end, we're still sending them text messages, which any of these they can reply to if they want to cancel the call or anything like that. And we can reschedule them if necessary, but they're communicating with the device that's in in your in in their pockets, which makes things a lot easier for you. Um, the one thing that um, is so that's kind of the high level, um, and um, then of course and naturally, and we probably don't have the time to go into all of the detail in, um, in 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 great detail here. But for every milestone in that process, there are contingencies that are set up so that if somebody you know requests the video but they don't click through to the primer video or they click through to the primer video and they don't watch all of the main event video or they watch all of the main event video and don't text a keyword or they text a keyword but don't schedule all of those contingencies are automated to send messages back to them through text that text to get them back to the milestone that we need them to in the funnel Ollie, I can assure you right now, there are some people that are like forwarding this podcast to other people on their team saying, you must listen to this. <laughs> and there are other <laughs> people you. saying, oh my gosh, I am actually just cold calling people. I don't even do any of this stuff. <laughs> and they'll be like, Absolutely. wow. And there's other people saying, man, I'm just using Facebook ads all wrong. 
you know? And um, what I love about this is this is not completely foreign to some of the other things that we've talked about on the podcast and in the past, but what's different about it is the fact that we have their phone number and that we're texting them. And I think that is the magic to this entire thing um, because I believe that that is the most important thing um, because let's be honest, you could be connected with someone on messenger, but the bottom line is that we don't really quote unquote have a messenger phone number. You know what I mean? Um, and your phone number is the one unique thing. It's like your social security number for people in America. You know, it's, it's your unique identifier. Um, and unlike your email address, it's the one thing you have with you everywhere and you always check. So I think that's the magic to this entire thing. And I know, like you said, Ollie, we've just scratched the surface of this concept, but I would love you to tell people if they want to learn more about this or you, where would you send them? Yeah. So, um, if you're interested in finding out more and, you know, specifically about the phone funnel and how you can make it work for you, uh, you should definitely check out nextlevelbusiness.com. Uh, that's nextlevelbusiness.com. And if they want to reach out to you, can they get to you that way as well? Yeah, they can connect with me through there and um, happily help you in any way I can. All right, Ollie Bilson, thank you so much for coming on and, and answering all my questions and really unlocking some new ideas for so many of our listeners. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been awesome. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's podcast interview. I know I did. If you want to check out all the notes that we took, All you got to do is visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 321. Also, thinking about social media marketing world? Want to check it out? Well, guess what? We have 15 sessions dedicated just to Facebook advertising. You can check it out and see what it's all about by simply visiting socialmediaworld19.com. Again, socialmediaworld19.com. And one last reminder, The Journey, our video documentary that you want to check out visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash journey. You'll love the show. And with that, this brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week, I promise. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. And by the way, if you've never seen what I look like, there's a reason to go check out the journey. See you next week. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.